Hi friend, welcome to episode 27 of Sally's Performing Arts Lab podcast. I'm in Richmond, Virginia, celebrating my dad's 88th birthday. Today, I'm sharing a conversation I had with my great niece, Scarlett Adams. Every day I gotta stop for a minute Think about how good my life is with you in it Every day I wanna stop and think about you I'm your host, Sally Adams. Every week I talk to people about making original work for a live audience. Leave comments, give a review, or send an email to sally at sallypal.com. Your ideas keep great conversations coming every Monday evening. Thanks for sharing the podcast and the blog. Check out sallypal.com slash join. Right now, there's a free 20-page theater resource, a glossary of live performance support you'll need for your show. In episode 27, you'll hear my great niece, Scarlett Adams, after her performance last week in Baltimore, Maryland's White Marsh Ballet Academy's The Nutcracker. It's holiday time, and whether you're in the middle of Hanukkah, still gathering stocking stuffers for Christmas, shopping for the Kwanzaa feast, or setting up your Festivus pole, kids play a big part in the celebration. I'm getting to know my relatives better after moving to the East Coast. I'm fortunate to live somewhat closer to some of my young relatives now. I took the opportunity to talk with my great niece and get her take on creativity, making art for the stage, choreography, how to get along with your fellow artists, and artistic endeavor as play. Although Scarlett is not a professional performing artist, I think she has a lot to offer grown-ups. She still understands that making art is really fun. When we lose sight of that, we let the passion leak out. It's like my old air mattress. Despite the slow leak, I kept using it for guests, thinking it would somehow fix itself. To expand the metaphor, let's say the mattress is your performance, and your guest who is forced to sleep on the mattress is the audience. When you keep that mattress inflated with the passion and play that you felt in childhood, your audience's experience can be excellent. But when that passion starts to slowly leak out of the performance, your audience can expect a night of uncomfortable awareness of your presentation. When we take the opportunity to listen to what kids say about their own creative experiences, it can awaken us to that inner child who wants to play and have fun. We stop taking ourselves so seriously. It's okay and even preferable to take your art seriously the way kids take their playtime seriously but taking yourself seriously is not the same thing. I hope you'll listen until the end of the interview for concise advice from the interview. And today's special treat, words of wisdom from my dad. Let's get started. I am here with my great niece, Scarlett Adams, and she just performed in this amazing show last night. The Nutcracker. The Nutcracker. By White Marsh Ballet Academy. Yes. Nice promotional. We are talking about creativity. Who better to talk about creativity with than a nine-year-old, right? Yeah. So what do you do that you consider creative? Dance, art, like um, drawing art, and I kind of like singing. You and your friends were working on making up a musical no, it was a play. A play, but it had music in it. Yeah, a okay. lot. <laughs> a lot of music. And so dance. 
Yeah. So how did you get started doing that? What did you do? Were you just sitting around? No. We always, so since we're older now, we always feel like not really doing anything. But there is one game that we like to play, which is, um, so we all hook arms together and we go to every house in our neighborhood and we stop by and we pretend that, like, this is the land of Hershey, this is the land of M&M's, and we grab, and we pretend to grab stuff and it's like, I'll take one, I'll take two, I'll take three. But we didn't want to just do that all the time. So we ended up starting to make plays. And I remember one of our first plays was called the E Family. Every single name started with an E. It was Kel, E, Chelsea, Ken, Z. And now we are working on Snow White Jr. Snow White Jr. Okay. How many people are involved, first of all? Um, we do not know yet. We are first getting out the auditions. Who all is in your core group? Um... A little kid named Evan, he is in first grade. Okay. My friend Bella, she is nine, soon to be ten. My friend Lila, that is ten. Um, my friend Lily and my friend Bria, that live down the street. And that's, and me. When you get together, how do you keep from arguing about what you should do? Well, we actually do always argue <laughs> with that. Okay. But then we fix it and figure out how we're going to do it. Does anybody ever get mad and go home? Nope. Really? You just keep working till you figure it out? Yeah. I think there are some adults that could really learn from that. What do you think that is? Why is it that you think nobody gets so mad that then they don't want to play? Because we see each other all the time. And it's kind of like we are family. We see each other like every single day. I love them. That's awesome. You love these people, but you argue with them. But then sometimes something really cool happens. Yeah. Can you describe that? Everybody feels really happy. And we feel like we have accomplished a lot since we were really little. After that first show that we had, which was the E! Family. And do you have like an audience that comes to see it? Kind of. Like our neighborhood. And where do you perform? We perform at the gazebo that we have in our neighborhood. And, like, it has a bunch of, like, outside landing. So we can, like, jump down. And I have this Bluetooth Alexa that you can take anywhere you would like. So that's how I always get all the music to come. And you have music in your shows. Yes. Now, you showed me one thing last night that was a performance that you've choreographed, and the choreography is pretty much the same every time you do it. Yeah, but I'm only nine, so... That's amazing, and it's a really, it's a really cool dance. So, can you describe the dance that you made up and what the character is so doing? So, which dance? The I bird have... one, the bird one. The crazy bird one. Oh, so probably all of you have heard about Despacito. I am the crazy bird in our Snow White Jr. instead of a mirror. Yeah, instead of a mirror, you have this crazy bird talking back to the evil queen. A serious bird. And so I'm the crazy bird. During the Despacito thing, instead of saying mirror, mirror, on the wall, tell me who's the fairest of all, she says, bird, bird in my hand, tell me who's the fairest in the land. 
and then I say Justin Bieber because he sings Despacito, Despacito, then I turn on the song and I do this really crazy dance, it's really funny. And she's walking back and forth behind you. Yeah, like, the evil queen is always walking back and forth, like, getting all mad that I'm singing it. And who plays the evil queen? My friend Lily. She's not mean at all, but she wanted a mean part, so we gave her a mean part. And is she doing a mean person very well? Is she pretending? Yeah, she's doing very good at it. And my friend Bria is the serious bird. Okay. And my friend Lila is happy. We actually have a whole entire thing called Happy Likes Bananas. I'll tell you about that after <laughs> when I tell you who Bella is. Okay. She is Snow White, and then Evan is the huntsman that, like, tries to kill Snow White, but he doesn't. Okay. It's called Happy Likes Bananas. Happy Likes Bananas. bananas. Okay. And, um... This is Happy the Dwarf. Yeah, Happy okay. the Dwarf. Okay. And what we do is I say hey guys I'm gonna prank happy and then I lay down pretending that I'm dead and then she says I have to get my banana and then Snow White says I just tried to get you off stage five seconds ago why can't you get on now and then she says but I'm eating my banana and then she looks at me and then she says ooh dead person Ah, uh, I think I should give her my banana. So she didn't do that well on pretending to get her a banana, but she did well on the acting part. How do you know so much about this stuff? I think it's probably because I do dance. What do you learn in dance besides the dance movement? I learned plenty of combinations. And when you look at dancing, it always looks easy, very, very easy, but it's not. We actually train really hard for our things. We have to smile, we have to hold our posture, we have to remember the combinations, and there's plenty of combination parts. We have to stay together on the beat, so we have to know the counts. We have to be good dancers. It's a lot of stuff, and you, and then you've also got to remember the choreography, and you may have more than one dance. And then you have to be quiet backstage. Yeah, and you have to smile, you have to act a lot, and if you fall down, you have to get back up. Really? Did they tell you that? Well, like, if you break your leg, then... Right, but you wouldn't you just didn't... lie there on the stage if you didn't break your leg. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like... Okay, I have to get up even though I'm totally embarrassed. Or even though I really hurt. Yeah. Have you ever been hurt and then had to get back up again? Yeah. Actually, um, last night in the Nutcracker, yeah. I got hit with a point shoe, which they are, like, really hard. And, like, it sounds like you're knocking on a door when you touch them. Except I hit my ankle really hard on it, but I had to keep on dancing. Do your t are your teachers nice? Do they? Um, oh yeah, they are very nice. Are they demanding? Do they like really want you to work hard? Oh yeah, they want us to work hard, but they're also very very nice. So how much do you practice with dance? Like for this show, how much did you practice? I practice on Friday from five to ten, and. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week, I had practice from 5 to 9, except on 
Friday, we had off because it was snowing. Oh, yeah. That was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. What about during the regular season before it's the big couple of weeks before the show? How much do you dance? We still do Friday 5 to 10. 5 to 10. Five hours on Friday. That's a long night. Do you yeah. dance the whole time? Well, we got to take breaks, but we're not allowed to go outside of the room. But I still love dancing, and the teachers are very nice, so I love being with them. Cool. Do you make up choreography at school, or is this choreography that you make up when you're at home? Because your Snow White choreography looks really good. I make it up in my neighborhood. We do. We teach, like, little three-year-olds, as you saw, the No Promises. Uh-huh. Um, I showed you the little kids' dance. Yeah. This is going to be, like, one... Two, three, four, five. They're going to be young. And how hard is it to teach other people the dances that you make up? It's very hard. Okay, what's the hardest part? I think it's the little kids' parts. Because they don't pay attention? No. (laughs) It's really hard. Do you think your teachers ever feel like that when people don't pay attention? Um, Probably with the little kids. When you were little, do you remember dancing? Well, no. I do not remember when I was, like, really, really, really little. Mm -hmm. But I... I do remember when I was like five and I first started White Marsh Ballet Academy. It was super duper fun! And, and you do ballet and tap. Do you do any other kinds of dancing besides those two? Yes. Okay. Ballet, tap, jazz, modern, pre point, hip hop. If anybody doesn't know what lyrical is, it is ballet and modern mixed together. And it's very dramatic. Do you have a favorite kind? Probably if I did have to pick, I would pick modern or lyrical. Why do you think that is? Because modern, you really just let your body go in all different directions. Let your body go entirely into amazing ways, and it's really fun. And what I like about lyrical is it's ballet and modern mixed together. And I'm not the biggest fan of, like, wearing the ballet shoes, but I know that I have to. And in lyrical, we don't have to wear bare feet. I really like the ballet there. Like, we do this curve over, and it's, like, leaping and modern-y. It's really pretty. Do the older girls do any choreography? We just opened up a new studio. They had all the older girls create a choreography, and they made a perfect and amazing one. And is that something you want to do? Yeah. You think you will? I don't know. In the meantime, you could practice your choreography. Yeah, in my room, because I actually have a stage and a ballet bar. You do. You have a ballet bar on the wall, I see. Did your dad install that or your mom? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty so cool. I was sleeping and then I just heard the screwdriver so I had to wake up. <laughs> was that your dad? Yeah. Okay, so he installed a ballet bar in your room and you have a mirror and then you also have this gigantic all the way across, it's like a window seat almost, except for it's big enough to kind of be a stage. And I also have all this space down here and I also judge okay. up here and like do all teach all these dances up here. And when um, you say judge, what do you mean? You judge people's choreography? Yeah. So like I, sh- so like for the plays. Mm-hmm. Now it's not like um, you get kicked out of the play, but I just want to see what part they get. 
it's like you always are in the play. Everybody gets to be in it. Yeah, no matter what. That's awesome. My friend Bella joined our school play, which 150 people auditioned and only 50 people could get in. And she got in. Yeah. And the reason that she got in was because of singing. So we decided that she should be the singing girl. Lila is always strict on judging. Because she's the one that's going to be like walking around, making sure that everybody's... Are you the dancing person? Yeah, I'm the one who teaches the choreography. We will have stage crew. And if like there's horrible people, like they cannot sing. Like this is their singing. (laughs) It's really, really bad. (laughs) Then they have to work backstage. Yeah. (laughs) No matter what anybody says about you, just... Keep on doing what you should be doing, and don't let those haters bother you. Do not be a bystander. A bystander is someone that just is standing by. <laughs> well, while something happens? Yeah. So, like, you should help the kid that's being bullied and, like, fight back. Come back like a boomerang. Yeah. What other advice would you give to someone who wanted to make a show like you're doing? Be yourself, and what I normally do is I create choreography, then I pause the music, and I start it over again, then go a little bit farther, and then that's how I create my whole entire dances. And think of something that you like. Always smile. Always smile. Always smile. That's good advice. Unless you're supposed to be the bad person. And you should not smile. But like in a war. Do you think anybody could do something creative? Yeah, anyone. Yeah, anyone can be creative. Even like a little five months old. So like they can pick up a crayon and they can scribble. <laughs> do you think grown-ups are creative? Yes, in many ways. Do you think they forget how to be creative sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. But you're reminding us that we can be. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying! <laughs> Thank you, Scarlett. It's now time for concise advice from the interview. A short version of tips from my guest, nine-year-old freelance choreographer, Scarlett Adams. Here are seven great bits of advice. Number seven. No matter what anybody says about you, just keep on doing what you should be doing. Number six, don't let those haters bother you. Number five, when you witness bullying, do not be a bystander. Number four, be yourself. Number three, when you create choreography, pause the music, work on your move, and start over again, going a little bit further, and you can create a whole entire dance. Number two, think of something that you like and always smile. And the number one piece of advice from freelance choreographer, Scarlett Adams, anyone can do something creative. That's it for concise advice from the interview. Check out the blog, sallypal.com, for articles and podcast episodes. Sign up for a free Creator's Notebook insert at sallypal.com slash join. And for the person who asked, 
There is an iTunes link on the sidebar to my CD that has the song Stop for a Minute that you hear pieces of during the podcast. Thank you for sharing, subscribing, reviewing, joining, and thank you for listening. I want you to pursue your dream to have original work on the stage in front of a live audience. It's scary, but I'm here with resources, encouragement, and a growing community of people like us. I'm Sally, and this is Sally Pal. The P-A-L in Pal stands for Performing Arts Lab. Now, I have one bit of wisdom from Chuck the Birthday Boy and the coolest dad on the planet. Dad, What's your wisdom for today? Never doubt the value of advice from old people. <laughs> well said, Dad. Well said. Excellent advice indeed. If you're downloading and listening on your drive to work or falling asleep to my breathtaking blarney like my sister does, let me know you're out there. I want to help you create original shows for a live audience. All the performances you've seen on stage once lived only in someone's imagination. Now, think of something you like and smile. This is a long one. I don't know that I can say all these words in one sentence. Dang it. Peas and carrots. Rutabaga, rutabaga, rutabaga. Watermelon, watermelon. Pepperoni, pepperoni. Cheese, cheese, cheese. Bread, bread, bread. Sauce, sauce. Oh, and then, so it says she's pranking you. And then she says, oh, so she is dead. Then. <laughs> red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Won't let the haters get their way. Boom, boom, boom. I'm come back like a boom, right?